Look, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, wait, wait, wait. Let me show you something. Look. You see this button right here? Click, click right there. Look, all I know is when I push this button right here, it makes a kicking noise. Kick, 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 like that. Click here. What if this is as clicky as it gets? Click here. Click here. Click here. If you don't click here correctly, it's not going to come on for you. Did I say to click? Did I say to click it? Life's simple. They make choices and they don't look back. Well, are you gonna click it? Oh, Archie, I don't think yeah, you're clicking it right. Spot. Push the button. Hurry. Make it click. Do you know what? This podcast is so clickable, and that makes me so happy. You know where I can join a good click in this school? <laughs> Turn it till it clicks. To the right. Try the left. Hello. Um, would you mind explaining to me exactly how I kick it? Um, Miss Piggy, um, could you come here for one second, please, here? My suitcase needs to be clicked. Yes, click it right here. Here we click. Creator, a person or thing that brings something into existence. Writer, author, composer, designer, maker, inventor. Used as a name for God. Creator, noun, the almighty, 
the Lord, the master of the universe, one's maker. Gloves are off, God. God has taken my bird and my bush. God is a mean kid with a magnifying glass. Smite me, almighty smite me. Just thinking about the source creator of everything. Kind of alluded to this um, in some other podcasts. Talked about it from here and there and beyond. And I just thought, well, perhaps it might be time to go ahead and just devote an entire podcast to this concept of a source creator. Creator borrowing from the Christian term creator God slash Jesus uh, slash, I guess, Jehovah or Yahweh, if you want to throw in the Judeo uh, version. But no better word really to think of than to spin off from creator, because of course that's what we have now, creation, the material realm mixed with the immaterial realm. Living together, cats and dogs living together, oh my. Yeah, what was in there? But this is what we have now, and where did it all come from? Well, with every creation, there has to be a creator. I mean, I remember the days when Billy Graham used to hold up a watch in front of 100,000 people in a football field and say, I have a watch here. They didn't just fly together. (laughs) And then, of course, there's that old uh, statement of, you put like a thousand monkeys uh, typing randomly, forever or whatever and eventually they're going to come up with a novel uh, there's an experiment done in a zoo in uh, alabama or somewhere where they got 10 monkeys and they gave them typewriters and after a week all they'd done was shit on them i guess that would be uh, a term to show how uh, randomization uh, forming a uh, organized pattern of whatever would be an impossibility and then I've heard the one about uh, drop a, a bomb on a junkyard and out comes uh, 747 fueled and ready to fly. So you've got all these analogies, these stories of uh, source creation, big bangery. <laughs> the big bang, yeah, that's that's a hoot. Um, so let me get this straight. Out of a random explosion, a chaotic, cataclysmic, galactic explosion, you're just going to spin off the eight ball into the side pocket and twist around off the table into the garbage can over the cat's ass and make everything just perfectly line up and get a Goldilocks zone around one of these inhabitable orbs <laughs> where people are just going to amoeba eyes out of the space dust. Eventually find their way to the beach, start walking around like a little uh, dwarf mouse, and then you get a little bit bigger, you turn into a dog. Then eventually you turn into some kind of a monkey-like being, bipedal, up on two feet now, where you can grab the fruit that's low-hanging. And then you turn into this humanoid, and it's like, well, where do we go from here? Are we going to just like keep on going? Eventually we're going to turn into like a butterfly or something and fly away from all this crap? This is the evolutionary paradigm of creation from the big bangery. Totally makes absolutely no sense. And you talk about having some kind of a faith that that's going to turn out okay. 
I really don't see how these highfalutin scientists and evolutionists and anthropologists and evolutionary biologists uh, and all these gisty, gisty, gisty gists can just sit back and, and, and say, yeah, uh, total randomization, ex nihilo, uh, spinning around created and organized matter. It's something so delicate as the uh, eye. Uh, and uh, blood vessels that know what to do and where to go, and uh, urine therapy that creates its own antidotes and heals the body naturally with its own stem cells, tailor-made to fit any kind of allopathy. Our urine contains 95% water, 2% urea, and the rest is other medically important elements like growth hormones, insulin, and urokinase. Urokinase is an element that is useful for dissolving clots in our arteries and veins that can lead to heart attacks and strokes. How can knowing this be helpful to you? It was helpful for a company called Enzymes of America in 1988 when they discovered that urine has urokinase. And they realized that people were flushing down potential medicine down the drain. So they designed a filter that could collect that urokinase from 10,000 men's urinals around the country and were able to tap into a medicine industry worth $500 million a year. Oh boy. You know, it, it, it just, it's, it's just mind boggling. And I see this often where highly intelligent and so-called educated people come up with such brilliant prose and poetry and literature and scientific development, but yet they can't quite conceive of the fact that, hey, you know, it didn't just randomly happen. There is some kind of a creator of something that had to have made all this wonderment. Just looking at our fleshly bodies, what all they can do as far as repairing and healing and dreaming. So, where did it all begin? And I've kind of talked about this on one of the other podcasts using the analogy of the um, sensory deprivation tank, which is in some cities you can go, it's kind of like uh, going to the spa, and they have this giant lidded, uh, almost like a hot tub. Floating in less than a foot of water, buoyed by 2,000 pounds of salt, I'm weightless. I'm unsure where my limbs end and the water starts. And at some point, I lose myself, never falling asleep, but moving into a state of a clear but empty mind. There's something revitalizing about it. Mackenzie says that nothingness has opened up his mind to new business ideas. What it does is it keeps me more focused. You realize, wow, like my mind had like a whole reboot. Around since the 50s, floating is now resurfacing as an alternative therapy for physical and mental health. And, and the reason that I bring this up as an analogy is, is to try to deprive us of all of our five sensory input realms. And so that we can just get down to what it must have been like to have been the source creator on, on day one after who knows how long lying in this hot tub of uh, seclusion that the source trader in a, a mystical ethereal some people would use the term spiritual uh, vacuum of essence peace tranquility 
just for who knows how long, because of course there is no time. You can't go back in time. You can't go forward in time. There's the eternal now, or what uh, Brother Nietzsche would call the eternal recurrence. Not too keen on recurring the exact same damn pattern of stuff, but nonetheless, time does not exist in that theoretical position as well. So there is no time. So how long had the source creator been in this non-material realm before it decided? Notice I didn't say he, uh, the patristic he, before it decided, hey, you know, this is wonderful. It's peaceful. I can, I can hear, hear my, my own echo. Echo. There's, There's no stress. stress. There's, There's no, no light. light. It's, it's just a serenity. I, I could get, get used to this. I've gotten got used to this. And, and now, it's time kind of boring. I think I'm going to start making some shit. And if there was an explosion, it was purely, believe me, just a sound effect. Kind of like uh, policing Madonna. Because there was no randomization of spinning orbs and colliding asteroids up your asteroid, colliding and making these random dust particles, and then it just. You know, kind of like watching uh, the old uh, crash car derbies after the big race. <laughs> that was the favorite part. It's like, when is this race? Someone win this damn thing so they can bring out and water down the in, inside of the. Uh, track area and make it muddy and they bring out these big jalopies that are spray painted and welded all kinds of extra metal and boom, crashing around you know and then there's always a winner on that the winner on that one is the one that ends up in their car or hasn't been completely blown up or it's the last one to blow up so it's not like that at all in fact when you talk about a uh, a source creator that knows what it's doing making things uh, out comes the flat, unending, universal, universe, plane of existence, just in every direction. You know, no east, no north, no west, no south. Just a big, giant, infinite plane underneath. The universe comes into being with all of its dirt and water and mountains and valleys and trenches and weather and baboons and people what you might call people I would, I would probably just rather and we'll talk about this in just a minute rather than the term people or humanoids or human I would use the word creators spawn from the source which makes sense to me but then all of a sudden here's this magnificence of materialism material day one or material uh, appearance one and, and you might say well what about the globe what about the uh, earth spinning around a blue marble well, you, that is such an inferior design. Think about it. Think about it for just a second. Here you are with all the power and creativity ever, and you're going to make a fragilistic globe around 
basketball type thing you just kind of hang it there in the aerial uh, living room of your universe and then one day uh, a big giant random asteroid out of your control is going to hit it and make an extinction level event i just love the way these scientists come up with these terms and blow the shit out of your earth and it's like oh man damn what the hell i just you know there goes about eight billion people it was a total waste of creation and I sent my little Jesus son down there for this shit? No, you know, really, look, look that's, that's an inferior design. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. <laughs> destroy this uh, later I like to play with things while before annihilation or, 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 or let's say it doesn't get hit by an earth ending uh, what is it extinction extinction level event let's say that it just gets sucked up like a vacuum cleaner into some black hole somewhere bye everyone <laughs> going for a journey into the uh, black hole and completely destroys all of your matter Talk about, uh, you know, putting an endangered species list. I mean, there goes the whole list, and there goes the, the whole, the whole spe all the species. Just, and it's like, oh, shit, I just didn't think that through. Damn, this universe is complicated. Why didn't somebody tell me that he had one of those things? No. So this is not what a source creator of intelligence, and uh, even though it might be, let's say, on-the-fly creation, so you decide to make shit one day, and whammo, there it is. And as it's being created, you are right there with it, making the forms, making those eyeballs that can invert uh, the vision with cones, like retina display, um, all this darkness turned to light. Charles Darwin expressed doubt that evolution could produce the eye. To suppose that the eye with all its inimitable contrivances for adjusting the focus to different distances, for admitting different amounts of light, and for the correction of spherical and chromatic aberration could have been formed by natural selection, seems, I freely confess, absurd in the highest possible degree. Blinded me! Blinded me! Like rumba. Uh, inferior as it is, because of course the eyeball doesn't see everything, that's why, uh, you know, Sleight of hand, magicians capitalize on our blind spots and our, shall we say, predetermined, prejudged decisions of what certain objects should do and, and where they should go. And then and all of a sudden, hey, you know, we're hoodooed. Our cells, our own eyes play tricks on us. You heard that one before? Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. See? Nothing up my sleeve. Crystal! <laughs> Wrong hat. So, inferior as it is, but it's still a pretty magnificent piece of handiwork there, wouldn't you say? Certainly not left off to some randomization. So here's the source creator making things, incredible things, making all kinds of incredibility, intricate uh, design, animals, plant life, air, water molecules, birds that can fly, fish, the 
station, the marina, the mini motorcycle repair shop, the gas station, the construction office, work, the real working drawbridge, highway, passenger wrap, and garage doors. Well, at what point did you realize you had this gift? Well, when I was 12 years old growing up on Long Island, there was a cerebral palsy fair a few blocks away from my house, and they announced that they would donate $2,000 to cerebral palsy for anyone that broke a Guinness record. So at first I wanted to ride the roller coaster at Coney Island, so I called Coney Island, and they said, hey, kid, take a hike at 12 years old, we're not going to let you strap yourself into the cyclone for two weeks straight. So I went home and I started flipping through the book and decided I was going to eat a car, swallow lead pipes, so the next best thing was to lock myself in a room and teach myself how to do the fast talking. Small microscopic fish all the way to blue whales and beyond. Sea creatures that we may have never even seen yet. Release the Kraken! They haven't really gotten around to our regional area in this vast ocean. So yeah, let's, let's talk about the ocean. The ocean that connects all the land masses on a universal Earth, universe plane. That would be uh, likened unto the motherboard of a computer. So you've got this green plastic sea upon which you punch holes, insert wires, and solder. This green plastic base upon which all the other elements are soldered into and all of the elements come together in a circuit board. A circuit, not a circle. So in Isaiah chapter 40 it says, and I quote, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof. He sits on the circle of the earth. No, you don't sit. He, first of all, it's not a he. And there's no sitting. <laughs> it's not a ride at Disneyland where you look down and go, Hey, there's a cotton candy machine. I wonder what it looked like from up here. No. So the circle of the earth. Oh, well, there it is right there. It's a globe right there, by God. That circle right there, circle of life. That's right, you know, that big blue mark right there, uh-huh. No, no, incorrect interpretation as are many of the words in the biblical writ. Misinterpreted, misconstrued, lost in translation, lost in space. Uh, I found that to play that dreadful man which they had on, in mind on the paper had no longevity and actors got to work. And I thought that they'd have to kill him off in five segments because he was very unpalatable. And so I started to sneak in my little bits, for which I'm justly famous now. <laughs> so you Hoping nobody would notice, <laughs> but Irwin Allen did notice. And he came over one day and he said, I know what you're doing. I said, oh, and he said, do more. It lowers my thermal balance to a point where all senses perform at optimum efficiency. Be still, you babbling bird brain. No one is interested in your state of health. Pull, Minnie. So it's not a circle of you. It is a circuit. And a circuit has no end. Could, could have no end. I mean, you could make a, the world's largest motherboard. You know, the world's? What's the world? More like W-H-I-R-L-E-D, world and world, and spun around in our minds, like whirly birds. So you could make a huge, giant motherboard, uh, theoretically, that never ended, and just continue to put circuits upon circuits, connecting the elements, dials, doodads, lights, switches, capacitors, arrays, batteries, and fans giant huge I mean if you want to start talking about a simulation this is as far as I'm gonna get as your computer motherboard analogy because the yeah the simulation oh my god oh pardon the pun so let me get this straight there's actually people out there who believe that we are in a simulation that could go on indefinitely and there's multiple copies I mean, this is just the mind of a wayward creator gone amok 
So why would I use the term wayward creator? Think back. Let's think back to day one again of materialism day, when this giant unending earth is created out of the mind and now the fingertips and the materialism of the source. So first on the scene, the uh, embryonic intelligologues, uh, the smart ones, smarter than the average bear, smarter than the average snake, you might even say. And here these people are amongst a sea of other people who may not quite be so much in the know cognitively as they are. Stark. You know me? I do. You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. My only curse is you. And you already see we got problems here in River City. Because what happens when an intelligent older bully invades the little house on the prairie schoolyard school room with a bunch of people that are like barely first grade level and here this guy you know possibly has been at least the eighth grade in another city and he comes here to this new school and he knows so much more he's way beyond the naivete of these youngsters baba we're very happy to welcome you to school and uh, don't feel ill at ease that there aren't more boys in school they'll be back soon as the planting's over all farmers, huh? Uh-huh. You may take your seat. So the analogy here is that you've got one over the masses. Or you could have a group of cognitively more aware and uh, intellectual than the masses. And this must have been how it all got started, that people were taken for a ride. People were taken advantage of, and they were lied to, manipulated. What was the medium back then? Well, hadn't didn't get to Netflix yet. Didn't really have a Microsoft or Apple or any kind of a social technological network in place yet to easily manipulate the masses. But what they did have were the stars in the sky and the moon and the sun, the black sun. So all these elements were used to kind of uh, intimidate the farmers at the field, the kings and lords over the feuds, and this is the way it went. So, you know, if you're in the know and you know what certain stars or certain eclipses are going to happen, and there you are, a lowly farmer land, depending on the sunshine for your crops, and now you're being threatened manipulated in certain fashions that you're going to be they're going to tell you hey you know if you don't do this certain thing or give us a certain quantity on this certain day we're going to black out your son how are you going to do that prove it you son of a bitch you know there's a there's always a dissenter in every crowd that wants to challenge the authority power of the elite so here they come they know when the eclipse is going to occur but the farmers of the field don't and they get it all set up for the Super Bowl halftime show, and boom, there it is. So this is how it probably started. What we have today now is simply a hand-me-down inculcation and derivation of the original manipulation. Still a group of elite amount of people, certain amount of group, a small group, over the masses. and unique to our situation in our civilization that they didn't have originally is we've got this thing called the internet 
this World Wide Web that came online in 1995, we have this access to information hotline. So when we're trying to, um, you know, win our million dollars um, and get our final answer, we, we don't have to phone a friend. We always have this friend with us, you know, right here. Most people have a mobile device and they can Google it or Bing it or duck, duck, goose it or whatever you want to do. You just get on the search engine and look and try to find out. You know, I'm, I just, you just get so sick of people asking you the silly questions. And it's like, hey, why don't you Google it? It's right there in your hand. But, you know, the medium generation right now that was born, let's say, well before the World Wide Web emergence, they're kind of not really thinking in that direction, kind of lazy. They know it's there, but they still want to ask someone or they still want to just wonder about it. But these new children that have been born certainly since 2000, I mean, they're born with an iPad sticking out of their ass. It's second nature to just search and to find out. And then that's why I think that this current generation is so defiant of authority and questions authority. And it's no big deal because they see through the bullshit. They see through with their Googling eyes, so to speak. So information now thrown into this elite few over the general masses. Well, you don't think they knew about that or saw it coming? Well, hell, they're the ones that created the whole uh, web. And why use the word web? A web is something that a spider uses to catch its prey. And then they, they, it's came, it came from the internet. Well, a net is something that you throw around the little running mutt chihuahua has gone amok biting kids on the ankles to catch it and put it in the uh, dog pound. That net is used to catch a butterfly. So you've got this internet and now you've got this web. So yeah, I mean, it, it, the analogy is or the implication is that you're netting and webbing information, but actually it, it's, it's a way to net and web the general masses. It's a way to manipulate them especially this generation I spoke of that is uh, kind of lazy and they were born before it and now they're using it kind of it's easy to manipulate that group of people because and, and really when you think about it it's easy to manipulate everyone using this technology using social media but more so certain generations over others because they're susceptible to kind of quasi-believing in certain truisms and then they don't really think to twice enough to Google it or search it for themselves or to uh, do some duck-duck going on about it and doing their own private research. And really, who has time anymore? I mean, now with these lockdowns uh, and these, uh, you know, shut-ins, you know, sick and shut-inners, can't go outside anymore, uh, there's a certainly a whole lot more time to uh, Google or whatever, but those people generally are glued to a different screen. They're glued to the news cycle. And that seems to be feeding their information more so than them taking their own independent research time out of it. And of course, we know what happens when you put a noose around your neck, they can tighten it up. I get that word noose out of the word news, the evening news. And of course, this is what happens today in today's generation. We've got a group of eliters over the general masses, and you factor in this free knowledge, and people think that they can be independent. And, and, you know, be careful. Don't believe everything you read on the Internet. Don't believe every video you find. 
And even be careful on these things like Library and Venmo and these other alternative video sources that you can go to because they're starting to infiltrate those as well. And who knows? They probably already own those secretly. And just kind of acting like, oh, well, you know, we'll give, them, we'll give them an out. But then at the end of the out, there's just another closed door. Who knows? It's just a theory. Nobody get on my case here, okay? So, source creator, where are you in all of this? Why are we being manipulated? Well, you got to stop for a second. In this God system, this G-O-D system, you know, government on demand, <laughs> is they want to blame the G-O-D, the God person, you know. You know, God was so benevolent, blah, blah. If God was so omniscient, blah, blah. Why, why are you allowing children to get leukemia? You know, God, where are you, God? You know, what if God was one of them? Uh, you know, where, where are you? Why are you letting COVID happen? Why are you letting this COVID happen, God? What's the deal? Why? Uh, why did you let World War I happen? World War II, why do you just stop with a wave of your hand? You know, God, you know. Well, you got to understand something. There is no God. There is no God to blame. It, the source creator is not a God or God. The source creator has nothing to do with that concept. Certainly not the concept propitiated from the Western scripture, the biblical writ. There are better leanings and moorings of it and imitations and connotations of it found more in the Eastern uh, texts, in the Upanishads, like Hinduism and Buddhism, Sikhism, Shintoism, Confucianism, all these other uh, alternative Eastern type religions that Western people actually have no clue about. The Bhagavad Gita and the Vedas, these ancient scriptures that predate the 1611 King James by thousands of years, even ancient Egyptian writings tend, uh, the Book of the Dead, you know, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, a great example of a whole different concept of this creator entity. But even those, as different, alternative as they are, uh, as non-Western as they are, and non-patristic as they are, because certainly there are certain generations, the, 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 the six, S-I-K-H's, the sixth uh, generation, they, uh, religion, they don't uh, uh, attest to any certain gender for their creator God. There's no, it's genderless. Uh, so again, these are they're, they're hinting around all the world religions taking the concept. You get little bits and pieces of what it is really the source. But when you think about it, the source creator of all never was into religion, is not into religion now of any kind. You know, pick your flavor, pick your poison. Just not that into it. And why should it be? Therefore, the atheists are arguing against the Christian's philosophy of this God character. Well, guess what? There is no God character. The atheists are blowing off their, their air on a non-existent form that a bunch of people adhere to. It's the source creator of all that is our origin. And it's non-religious. The material realm that we now enjoy is still overlaying the non-material realm. We can contact and get to know this connection, this universal connection of the one that made us. So we are spawned from the source. Therefore, we are creator from the creator. We are not the creator. Uh, in some senses of the word, you might say, yeah, we are. But let me make a better point. We're not necessarily an independent creator we're not a god amongst ourselves 
we are only connected with the one that did make us. And therefore we enjoy the peace and the power and the prosperity, the true unmaterial prosperity of that source. So we are creator. Let's strike the word human, humanoid, and put in the word creator. And when you think about it, the first division, the first division of all times was when these, remember I spoke to you a little bit earlier about these elite few, when they, the wayward creators, because everyone's a creator, whether or not your intentions are uh, selfish or uh, generous, because there is no evil and there is no good. There is no wrong. There is no right. There's no bad. There is no good. There's consequence of action. So when these elite leaders decided to begin things off by manipulating the masses, they had at their disposal how they would just go about and do that. And this is where it all began. This elitism. Elitism as in the respect of original design makers. In this case, with the uh, overlaying intellectually higher than thou types, uh, certainly creating their own world, which we have now ended up with to today. So let's get back to my original point, and that was the first division. When these leaders convinced the masses that they were human, and there were gods or a god up there, and why up there? Isn't that a little suspicious? Why was this place chosen? that is unreachable and unseeable of the lowly masses. I mean, where are they going to find a rocket ship to go up there? How are they going to build the tower? You know, now that all that's been uh, the source of all materials has to come from those who own the uh, lumber yards, so to speak, of ancient days. And that's those are the ones in charge of the power and all the materials to build their tower. So they had no access to go up far in the clouds and verify the existence there of this God or gods. So that's why it's chosen up there. And even today when, uh, you know, a, a couple of years ago, well, they still do it today. You know, when somebody makes a touchdown in the end zone, you know, this religious, uh, you know, football athlete puts a knee on the ground, puts the football under their arm like they're, it's the baby Jesus or something, and they point their finger up far to the clouds and say it's all about the cloud. You know, it's a cloud way up far. You know, it's, it's my God up far in heaven that made all this possible. So even today, I mean, we, we supposedly we have rocket ships that can go up, up, up in, in a lake. Uh, but, you know, at least there's more variety of even ethereal or mythical technology to get us up there. Here we got weather balloons, rockets. Let's see, what else? Um, that's about it, really. Think about it. You got a drone with a camera, uh, a rocket with a camera. Uh, so we can still go up there, and then we can't find uh, any kind of a god, you know, still. So, you know. Back then, it, that was that was as far as they could take a general mass delusion up in the clouds. Because who the hell's going to get up there and prove them wrong? You know, it's kind of like what Joseph Smith, uh, founder of the Mormon religion, uh, says that the uh, original plate of golden scriptor uh, was taken up into the clouds for safekeeping. Well, there goes your empirical evidence. I I guess it happened. I mean, I never got to my fingers through these gold leafy pages but it's gone now i guess we'll just have to uh, take the word of the uh, those in authority over us that it really happened you know kind of, 
Almost sounds like a NASA spaceship uh, propaganda. Oh, dear sweet baby Jesus, you were the best version. But, <clears throat> so, let's look at this division. If they could convince us, and remember, you divide to conquer and you unite to rule, right? So, what kind of a stage are we in right now in 2020-ish, 2021-ish? Are we in a more of a uniting to rule or a divide to conquer still? I, I would dare say it's kind of like a little bit of each, you know. Maybe it's been this way for a few hundred years. A little bit of each. Divide and then try to conquer certain segments until eventually you get the conquering down pat. Anyway, so just be aware that that's what these elites are really into. And with social media and high technology and invasive nano-biotechnological onionios, you can really keep a watch on a bunch of people, you know, I mean, more than using the word watches and seeing over. I mean, think of the Apple Watch, right, you know. So you can keep a purview and a tag over people. I mean, yeah, think about it. That Apple Watch is kind of scarily like some kind of an entrance tag to the fair. <laughs> they said they could keep track of, you know, oh, wait a minute, they're over by the roller coaster. We got to get them over here by the ding-dong station. We want them to knock those ding-dongs down. Three buckets for a dollar. You know, so we're being tracked, tagged with technology more so than the convenience thereof for our benefit. Oh, dear Lord, don't you talk about the customized advertisements by just simply talking near your phone that you're going to get later. I mean, I can only imagine what kind of shit I'm going to be getting in after this. Maybe I should put my phone in a lead box during these podcasts. So this was the division, the separation between the spawned creation of the two types, lorders, kingers, elitists over the general masses. Terms for the general masses are astoundingly just silly. You know, you've got, uh, uh, well, you've got specific to certain religions, goyim, and that's everybody who's not a, a, a you know, a Jew is a, is, is a goy or goyim. You've got the unwashed masses, uh, you know, and then you've got um, another general religious term over a group of people. You have clergy, meaning uh, clever in the know, over the, uh, the, the congregation or the laity, the laity. Laity? It's like a bag of potato chips here. It's a hot dog. Laity? Why are you calling us this? You know? I mean, I think of that word getting laid in high school. You know, we're the laity because we're certainly getting laid, all right, in our minds by these clever clergy types. Uh, then you got uh, the modern day ones people and sheep mixed together. Sheeple, ha ha ho ho. That's a real clever term. Uh, but you know, it kind of it kind of makes sense to me. I mean, but I don't think everyone is a sheep in the sense that they are dumb and have to be led around. I think a lot of people are just victims. They're not really uh, dumb anymore. Certainly not with the advent of the World Wide Web, with free knowledge available, but more victims as in environmental influences. So when you start putting additives in water supply, like oh, I don't know, uh, fluoride and other chemicals, mercury in the fish, in the oceans, and these toxins. Uh, and then you got these, these um, bottles for the babies, BP, B, BH, B, BPA, BPA-free. And then they say, uh, well, it's BPA-free, but they don't tell you about BPH and BPL and BPC that, you know, they're in there. 
probably more toxic than BPA. So you've got all these food additives, packaging that leaches. When you see a 24 pack of water out in front of the gas station in the sun, you wonder how long has that been, you know, incubating there. And then you're gonna they're gonna bring it inside and try to sell it to me. So you know, then you got fluoride and plastics, plastic uh, infiltration going on at the same time. But oh, it's bottled water. Got to be good for you, right? You know, it's at least not coming out of that tap. You know. Yeah, it's a different kind of a tap dance on your head this time, you know. It's just more convenient to take with you instead of dragging along the, uh, a plumbing line or a, or a uh, you know, water hose for miles. So it, it's just, you know, same shit, different Tuesday. So I look at the masses of people, not so much sheeple, but like the victims of their environment. Uh, and it's really sad because this all leached in over several decades of small amounts here, give an inch, take a mile type thing, but only inch by inch until you grow a mile. And through advertising and the media and the government and the news around people's necks, all of these working together, the Hollywood entertainment industry, the religious pretext, and you go to uh, your Sunday schools and get uh, you know, fearful about these devils and you know the sin factor that's going to come in and you you know you need the church and then you you're confused because your teachers are telling you about monkeys and and spinning apes uh, on a spinning globe but, but your Sunday school teacher saying oh no no in six days we were just popped out of God's uh you know uh, breath into dirt and then we got a rib and, and, and then the snake coming you know it's like what story is more fantastic really when you think about it and that's where all this comes to delude and make victims of the general masses of people. So now you could say modern technology has given a lot of people more intelligence, made us a little more wittier, but at the same time being used the other side of that double-edged sword to slice and dice our perception of what really is beneficial. So we've got this division, God's humans. And that was where it all began. That's where the shitstorm started. That's when the snowball came off the mountain and started gathering speed and mass. And then after that division on down, they decided to make, oh, let's say, let's divide us up into genders, male and female. Oh, yeah, you know, you're going to have the liberation. And, uh, but probably before that was even color, you know, the black and the white, you know, once more pure it's a white is a color that's so much more clean actually it's not when you think about it because when you go through life white shows dirt easier did you ever think about that it's not so good to have a white car why do people not buy a lot of white cars because they show dirt easy right it's going to expose your whiteness so anyway that's another subject so the race wars were incited and here we go here we go eeyore might say um, now we've got colors against colors. You know, my color is better than yours because there's more of, more of my color than yours. The majority rules, right? That's where you get the, uh, the, the white privilege. A privilege, really. It's a privilege to control all those around you. That's not a privilege. That's a mistake. That's an inequality. That's an arrogant misappropriation power because everyone is powerful when they are one with the one that made them when they realize they're not human and there's a god up bar but they are one with the one that made them therefore being one with your creator makes you by default part of that creator creation 
You see what I'm getting at here? And this is where people of the Christian faith would just go, Wait a minute, now you're saying you're God. You're saying you're God. Listen to yourself. You're saying you're God. You ask me if I have a God complex? Let me tell you something. I am God. And this sideshow is over. You know, people in the East might say, yeah, finally, you woke up. But this is where the division is, too. East-West East West religion, East-West philosophy, East-West thinking. It doesn't have to be East-West. Because you know what? There is no East or West. Again. We're on a universal earth. There is no east or west. How are you going to put east and west on this motherboard circuit board that goes on forever in every direction? So you got to get out of this divisionary thinking, even geopolitical divisionary thinking, you know? Terms like the Middle East and the West. Um, and then uh, you get terms like uh, first world country. Second world, third world, fourth world. What, who in the hell came up with that one? And it's just about as ridiculous as longitude and latitude. It's more like platitude, guys, because it never ends. So the creator spawns creation. And because of free will and not robotron, robotrons running around, they're just doing whatever they were originally designed to do, because there is some creativity and that there is some ebb and flow, each civilization ends up really becoming what it wants to become. So we here in this regional area with our six, six continents, uh, you might say incontinent, six continents, because there is no Antarctic. Ugh. That's just a mythological place to make you think there's a bottom on this little bouncing baby boy they call the blue marble. There is no bottom, okay? There's a lot of shit going on, but there is no bottom of the earth. So the earth goes on forever in every direction, but only in our area, our regional area, have our leaders become so asinine and so monetary-based and so greedy that they've got to be in control of the masses. And I think the next time on the next podcast, I might talk a little bit about what's going to be the end game for these folks. And I'll give you one big hint. It has to do with a so-called expected invasion from an other area of people. Now, the Globers would call them UFOs, aliens from another planet. But in actuality, I think it might be something a little more uh, less to dread. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. And we'll talk about that on the next podcast. This is Art Stemmel. Thank you for joining me today, my source creator, upon which from the source of all creation spawned. I hope that it has enlightened you and given you something new to chew on think about. If it's, this podcast has been of help to you, please remember that we are a Patreon receptor of support. You can go to patreon.com and look for the name of our podcast. Also, click on the link below where the podcast is or on your platform. Search in the show notes to get our email, which is clickherepodcast at gmail.com. Give us some feedback. Write uh, to us, and we will put this up on an audible reply with uh, Stemmel Strimmels a little bit later on. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I invite you to check back at some of the other episodes that we talked about and some of the parodies we put up there. I've got a lot of uh, response to that. Noticed it on uh, Spotify. 
Now, if you play it on your uh, Apple TV or, or whatever uh, application you have, your local cable television that has Spotify, they're starting to throw ads up there after the show, which is encouraging, letting us know that there are people actually listening to the podcast. So, if you like what you hear, please support us in any way that you can. Of course, we're not here to make billions and billions of dollars. It's just an opportunity to make this show a little bit better and reach a little bit more people. And, of course, pay for our airtime on these platforms. So, once again, this is Art Simmel saying thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Click Here. My creator. My creator, my creator, my creator. Yeah. My creator, my creator. My creator, my creator, my creator, yeah. My creator said I'ma forever love you Through the good and the bad and the ugly My creator doesn't ever hold grudges My creator only one could ever judge me My creator conscious was here first And from that conscious the universe was birthed My favorite plant in the dirt But how that make something illegal that grow up out the earth My creator, my creator Did you ever get the prayers? Said a couple questions for you. If you of us just wanna ask you for a favor, my creator, you gon' sit around and watch. My creator, you can make all of this stop. You ever notice for a second we in trouble? You probably think that we all just a bunch of fuck ups. If you was human, what would be your skin color? Why you let them take MJ from us? Why you ain't tell MLK take cover? My creator, I'm really starting to wonder. My creator, my creator. My creator, my creator, my creator, my creator, my my creator, my creator, my creator, my creator, yeah. Oh shit, this is like the part in the Matrix where he take the red pill and he wake up and go ape shit. They told us we evolve on some ape shit, but I guarantee you Charles Darwin was a mason, damn. They like, you humans so cute and you disappeared after a big bang and gases started fuming together to make life. Don't even think twice, there's nothing about you special, you basically sand mites. On this tiny fucking speck of dirt called Earth, the only sign of life in the entire universe. Oh, and every star's a billion trillion miles away, so how the fuck we got a picture of the Milky Way, bam. My fellow Americans, we have just discovered uh, a new planet, uh... Although we've spent dozens and dozens of years researching and billions and billions of taxpayers' money researching space and exploring space science, we just saw this planet. We overlooked it. It was hiding behind a, a black hole or something. I don't know. But, but, uh, here, here, here are the images. Where are the images? You got the images? Yeah. So here, here are the images clearly, as you can see. Uh, it's about eight light years away. Uh, how do we have pictures? Uh, we have, we have super fast, we have million mile internet, faster than anything Earth has seen, uh, but we just use it to, for, to explore space, uh, but, uh, I tell you, you know, you can look at these pictures yourself, or we got all the planets, uh, but there's nothing out there, I mean, <laughs> I tell you, there's nothing out there, <laughs> you know, we're gonna keep spending money and keep looking, we're gonna keep sending cameras into space, we're gonna keep sending fucking astronauts into space. We're gonna keep going out there and keep sending back CGI pictures. I mean, we're gonna keep sending back pictures. Just to let you guys know, you're alone. You're alone. And you're insignificant creatures. Signing off. You're listening to the Click Here Podcast. Brought to you by New Airwaves Audio Productions. Mm-hmm.